Yes, sir. You already know what time it is. It's episode 27 of the Bronx Bias Podcast. Let's go. Why didn't 2 Chainz play this? This shit is hard. Let's go, Wayne. Let's go, Yes, sir. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 27 of the Bronx Bias Podcast. I am your host. My name is Denzel. Back like Jordan wearing the faux five. I want to start by saying thank you to everyone who tunes in, who likes, who subscribes, who shares, who supports. Thank you to everyone who is active and engaging on the social media platforms. I appreciate all the love and the support that I receive from y'all. Thank you to all the essential workers out there busting their ass. And thank you to all the people who are out here continuously using their voices to affect change in a positive way. Always, 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 always have to start the shows with thank yous. The thank yous are very, very, very important. We're going to have a great Great, 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 great show today. It feels like August is flying by. July flew. July absolutely flew by. And now it was, I blinked my eyes three times. It's August 8th. That's when I'm recording this. August is flying too, low key. Well, I mean, I guess what they say, life is for the living. So I'm happy to be alive. I'm happy to be here in pod. I'm in an amazing mood. I'm in a tremendous mood. Let's go. I am in a very, very, very good mood. Today's intro was a song that 2 Chainz 100% should have played in this versus battle. I don't know why he didn't play it. The song is so fire, in my opinion. It's called Bounce, featuring Lil Wayne off the album Collie Grove, which was a Lil Wayne and 2 Chainz joint album. Um, Lil Wayne being from Collie Grove. And uh, 2 chains being from Collie Park, so they combined it, Collie Grove. But, bro, I, that song gets, first of all, it gets me hype. The beat is super up-tempo and fast, and, you know, and they rapping on there. Like, they really spitting on there. I just, man, we're going to talk about all that versus shit coming up. Buckle your seatbelt, but, god damn, 2 chains should have fucked. I can't believe, I cannot believe 2 Chainz didn't play that song in the versus battle. I can't believe it. Like, that, him and Wayne is rapping, rapping. I don't know, man. I don't know, but I love that song, man. I absolutely love it. So, I just had to show it some love on here. Um, damn, like, he, he should have fucking played that shit. Man, they... They fucking rapping, man. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, so shout out to 2 Chainz, man. Shout out to Lil Wayne. I Again, I don't know why he didn't play it, but it's still one of my favorite tracks from them. So that was the intro for today. Now it's time for my favorite, 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 favorite segment of the podcast. Bronx Facts. <laughs> For those of you guys who do not know, or maybe it's your first time listening to the show, Bronx Facts is the segment I like to do at the beginning of each show, just to give one fact about the Bronx, New York, that people may not know, that people may have never heard before, um, just to try and show how many great things, people, and how many great ideas um, come from the Bronx, New York, the borough that I love. So, your Bronx fact for today is... In 1986, a portion of Fort Schuler, which is a preserved military building in the Bronx, was dedicated as the Maritime Industry Museum. The museum houses exhibits on the history of the U.S. maritime industry, 
including commercial shipping, the Merchant Navy, as well as exhibits on the history of Fort Schuller itself. And it is open to the viewing public Mondays through Fridays. That is your Bronx Fact for episode number 27. Damn, son, where'd you find this? And just as a reminder, before we start anything, um, the killers, the murderers of Breonna Taylor are still free. Um, I want to keep saying their names and I want to keep saying it at different portions of the podcast just so it's still alive and, um, you know, in the conscience. Um, You know, just because the nature of things, something fucked up happens and then we're really paying attention to it. But then more fucked up things happen. So then we forget about the first fucked up thing. So uh, the murderers of Breonna Taylor are still free. They have not been arrested and no charges filed. Their names are Brett Hankinson, John Mattingly, and Miles Cosgrove. Uh, They are the three men who executed the murder of Breonna Taylor in her home. And uh, no criminal charges have been filed and no arrests have been made. Only one man, I believe Brett Hankinson, was relieved of his duty. So I just want to make sure that it's still in the in the conscience. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want it to be lost that, you know, just because you have a fucking badge doesn't mean you can operate with impunity. Basically, that's based. That's it. And I don't want to, you know, spend because I, you know, listen to my old episodes. You want to hear about that? Um, It's just very important to me that I keep saying it until something happens. Um, You have to, like, speak it into existence, kind of. So, the murderers of Breonna Taylor, again, are still free men. Their names are Brett Hankinson, John Mattingly, and Miles Cosgrove. Um, Please, whatever you can out there, uh, try and do something to help expedite this. I still don't understand what the fucking holdup is. At least the fucking arrests, like... Whatever, man. It's 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 just sad shit. Like that, I have to come on the podcast and keep saying it because nothing is happening about it. So rest in peace, Breonna Taylor. Uh, rest in peace, Ahmaud Arbery. Rest in peace, uh, Rayshard Brooks. Rest in peace, Elijah McCain. Rest in peace, oh, man. Rest in peace, man, to all the lives that we have lost in 2020. Just thinking about it, I don't want to spend much time. Just. Just thinking about how many people we have lost this year is is just insanity, man. Rest in peace to all the victims of systemic racism and police brutality. All right, so we're getting right to the shits. I mentioned it before in the very beginning of the show. We are starting with 2 Chains versus Rick Ross versus battle let's fucking go yes i am hype i am so hype about this i was so hype about it last week and i'm i watched the shit i was hype after the shit was over i was hype it's just i'm fucking i'm super excited to talk about this so um just to start like i previously mentioned last episode two chains and rick ross are like two of my really of my favorite artists like two of my my favorites um i just i really just really enjoy their music and they're 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 not even young dudes like uh two chains is like 43 and rick ross is like 44 they're like really mature dudes like but they still make amazing music and they're just my favorite i mean they're some of my favorites um rick ross Came out in what 2006? That was my first year of high school. Two Chains Player Circle was 2007, I believe, with Duffel Bag Boy. Um, and then he had his mixtape run. I be- the first time I ever got wind of him as a solo artist, I think that was 2011, with True Religion. That was his first mixtape, T R U Religion. Um, with It's Mine, I Spend It. That was the first song I heard. I think I heard of him as a solo artist. I can't remember that clear, but from as far back as then. So from 2006, 2007, and 2011, like I've been fucking with them. So I love Rick Ross and I love 2 Chains. So um, 
they did a very good job with this battle. Um, I think since the the Beanie Man and and Bounty Killer battle, they figured out that it's the best to have the two performers in the same space. Because remember when it first started on Instagram Live, it was literally Instagram Live. So it was one person in one screen on the top and one person on the other screen on the bottom. They would do it from their home studios or from wherever. And it was a lot of, you know, technical problems with it. Some equipment didn't work. Some people's Wi-Fi was shitty. Um, sometimes it was a delay. So somebody would be talking as someone else is talking, but they don't know that they're talking over them because it's delayed. So once they figured out to have the two people in the same location, the product just became instantly better. So I think the first time that happened was Beanie Man and Bounty Killer in Jamaica. So shout out to them for, you know, progressing with it. Um, and they brought all the vibes. They brought all the energy. So Rick Ross comes out. He has his DJ in the back. Um, his DJ is wearing a Miami Heat logo t-shirt, but it's not a Miami Heat logo. It's stylized like that. It's a chicken wing going through a hoop. And then on the bottom, instead of saying Miami Heat, it says lemon pepper. And Rick Ross comes out. He has his Bel Air Rosé because that's his shit. He has his wing stop because that's his shit. And they ready to vibe. And then 2 Chains comes out. He has his DJ. He's wearing all, you know, his jewelry and shit. You know, he's got his, he's high fashion, his high fashion shit. And they brought the shit. So during some one of the songs, Rick Ross took his shirt off. <laughs> and he had a woman come in from out of the frame and started giving him a back rub as one of the songs was playing. <laughs> It's just, that's just ball shit. That is just, Rick Ross says he's the boss, and I believe it, because that's ball shit. 2 Chainz, not to be outdone, um, is performing one of his songs. I think it was Bands Make Him Dance. One of the songs he was performing. I'm not sure. I think it was that one. And he had live strippers come out, bro. And then he's performing a song. He stops performing. The strippers come out. He starts just throwing money all over them. I was like, yo, this is fucking incredible. This is better than any BET Uncut I had ever watched in my life. Better than any BET Uncut. Like, this shit was fucking amazing. So what I want to do before I even get to the songs, I just want to play you Snoop, Snoop Dogg, because he did a versus... The last verse is before this one against DMX, which was great. Um, but Snoop Dogg is watching this one and he's losing his fucking mind when 2 Chainz brings out the strippers. He's losing his mind. And that was me. I was feeling the same exact way when 2 Chainz brought out the strippers. So I just want to play this clip real quick and then I'm getting right to the music. Goddamn, 2 Chainz. Mm, shit, fans to make a dance. Lord have mercy. Put that thing back on the screen. Back to camera. Two chain cheat, man. What part of the game is this? Lord have mercy. Lord, Lord, Lord versus. Look at this shit. Look at that way that thing clap. Look at it. Clap, 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 clap. Bad to make the dance. Oh man, Ross, I don't know if you're gonna get this round. Look at the ignis here. Look at this nigga here. Lord have mercy. Mercy. Yo, shout out to Snoop, man, because th that's a fact. Like, I really was not expecting that. Like, so literally, like, his reaction was genuine because he's like, Whoa, what the fuck? Like, the strippers on the screen. Oh, shit. Damn. Like, it's that shit was amazing. That shit was amazing. So um, let's just get to the music, man. Let's just get to the music. So versus generally is 20 versus 20. Sometimes they're allowed to go over. Um, And in this case, they both went over. So I'm um, just going to run down the songs and then we'll go from there. I want to say before, too, I said it in the beginning. There were so many songs that 2 Chainz should have played and he did not play. It's so it's so crazy to me. Like this could have been a much closer battle than it ended up being because, damn, 2 Chainz just left so much on the table, in my opinion, in my opinion. In my opinion. So let's just start. So boom, we coming out the gate hot. First song, Rick Ross, BMF, you know the fucking vibes. I think I'm Big Meech, Larry fucking Hoover, whipping work, hallelujah. Two Chains came out with No Lie, which is an amazing song featuring Drake. That's an amazing song. That was off his first 
solo debut album, and it's a great song. But Big Meech, man, that's that's gonna win. That wins. I think I'm Big Meech, Larry Hoover, Whipping Work, Hallelujah, One Nation Under God, Real Niggas, Stay on Our Fucking Job. Like that's that's gonna win everything. So that's number one for Rick Ross. Rick Ross is in the lead. One zero. Next song, Hustling. Whew, damn. Like <laughs> you coming out not playing. Hustling, Rick Ross. Two Chains comes out with I'm Different. That's a great song, too. That's a great song, too. But Hustling wins. <laughs> Hustling wins that 10 out of 10 times. I'm sorry. The next one, John Lil Wayne featuring Rick Ross. And John is a flip of Rick Ross's original song called I'm Not a Star. So, and that went up against fucking problems. Why did Two Chains play fucking problems? I don't know. That's an ASAP Rocky song. It's a posse cut song, featuring Kendrick Lamar, Drake, um, and Two Chains. And it's an ASAP. It was off ASAP's album. But I would not have played that if he came out with John the the Wayne record. You have so many great Little Wayne songs. Well, songs with Little Wayne. He comes out with John. In my opinion. Little Wayne should have, I mean, not Little Wayne, I'm sorry. Two Chains should have played Bounce, what I played in um in the beginning of the show. Or he should have played Blue Cino, or he should have played Bentley Chuck, like, or um $2 Bill. Like, why? I just, I don't understand. Like, of all the songs to play against John, you're going to play fucking problems, and you have so many fucking bangers with Little Wayne. I, I don't know. The next song was, so right now I have uh, Rick Ross in the lead, 3-0. to zero. The next song Ross played was Rich Forever featuring John Legend, which is a great song. Him and John Legend actually have really good songs together. That, like, that's an underrated duo, Rick Ross and um, John Legend. Against 2 Chains, Spend It. Now, that wins. Spend It wins. It's mine. I spend it. It's mine. I spend it. I'm riding around. I'm getting it. I'm riding around. I'm getting it. It's mine. I spend it. That wins. That is that wins. That's how I feel. Like when I go, <laughs> when I go spend some money, I shouldn't be spending it. Fuck it. It's my. I spend it. It's my. I spend it. Um. So that's that's a point for two chains. So now it's three to one. The next song, Dice Pineapples, Rick Ross, uh, against Duffel Bag Boy. Now, Dice Pineapples is a great song. It's a fantastic song, actually. One of the one of his, Rick Ross's like go to tracks. But against Duffel Bag Boy, I'm taking Duffel Bag Boy. I'm taking that. So I have it scored now. Rick Ross three, two chains two. The next one. This is where it gets kind of this is where it gets flagrant. And I really don't like didn't like, I'm sorry, I should say, two changes selection. So the next one after Dice Pineapples, Rick Ross came back. MC Hammer. Oh my God. That's a fucking joint with Gucci Mane. That is a joint MC Hammer um, against he put that against I Love Them Strippers. Now, that's a good song. It's a good song. I Love Them Strippers is a good song. And at this point, I don't think he brought the strippers out yet, but he was about to. So it made sense. I guess if it was like a setup, like I Love Them Strippers and y'all niggas don't even know that I'm about to bring out the strippers. Like, OK, I guess that kind of makes sense. But just if Rick Ross plays MC Hammer, which is a banger, in my opinion, in my opinion, I want to play a banger like MC Hammer goes really hard. It's an album cut. It wasn't a really pushed single, but it's a really good song. If I'm two chains, I want to say I'm playing maybe bigger than you. Like, so just to let you know what type of time I'm on bigger than you was featuring Drake and Quavo. Um, it was just a single. I would have played that shit. That would have killed MC Hammer. This shit bigger than you. Nah, that. Damn, like I. Or he could have even played Sacrifices. That was off Drake's album More Life with with Young Thug. He could have played that shit. Why didn't he play that? I'm. Oh man. So. That's the point, MC Hammer. The next one, it doesn't matter what 2 Chainz played, honestly. When Rick Ross plays this Aston Martin music, 
<laughs> you might as well just take your L. Aston Martin music is one of the best Rick Ross songs ever. Shout out to Chrisette Michelle. Aston Martin music, boy. Woo, that's some just some smooth shit. Like, that's one of the best Rick Ross songs ever. Aston Martin music. So, whatever 2 Chainz played, it was going to lose. So, Super Freak, whatever. Play it. I don't care. It's It's... It's it's a moot point, in my opinion. When Aston Martin music comes on, there's nothing that you could do. Um, so I have it now. What's the score? One, two, three, four, five, six, two, six to two. It's not looking good. After Aston Martin music and Super Freak, Rick Ross plays Santorini Greece, one of the one of his best songs by far. One of his best songs by far. Against Bands Make Them Dance. Now, when Bands Make Them Dance played, then he brought the strippers out. So, I'm guessing if you were just looking up, up like, okay, this is the vibe. Two changes in his strip club bag, because he's from Atlanta. So, the strip club culture down there is crazy. You already know how Atlanta give it up. Ask my man's Lou Will. Lemon Pepper Lou, as they call him. I don't know. Like... Santorini Grease is a better song, and it's one of Rick Ross's best songs, in my opinion. Bands Make Them Dance is a good song, and it's a great strip club song, plus the strippers. So, you know what? I originally had it, Santorini Grease wins, but I'm going to change that. I'm going to change that. I'm going to give it to 2 Chains. I'm going to give Bands Make Them Dance featuring the strippers. <laughs> to two chains i want to give that to him so now it's what six to three the next one rick ross was not playing i'm a boss oh my god featuring meek mill off uh what was that i think that was a Maybach music album self-made <sighs> that fam i'm a when that i'm a boss beat come on it's over hold on hold on i gotta play you a snip i'm just gonna play you the first maybe six seven seconds of i'm a boss when this beat comes on you already lost damn this shit is crazy it's still crazy this shit came out in 2012 this shit is crazy still look i be riding through my old hood but i'm in my new whip same old attitude but i'm on that new shit yo yo it's it's not much better than that it, it, there's not many songs that is better than that in my opinion when i'm a boss comes on you lost you it don't matter what you play you lost shit where my gunshots at? i need my gunshots for this. hold on one second shit gotta get my shit right hold up fam so at this point let's see what the count is one two three four one two three Four, five, six, six. Yeah, six to three. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Yeah, six to three. So the next song after, uh, I'm a. Bo- oh, I'm sorry. I'm just completely skipped what two chains played. He played "Rich as Fuck," which is a Lil Wayne song. Another Lil Wayne good song. Um, all my niggas look rich as fuck. It's a good song, but I'm a boss wins. Um. The next song, Freemason. Now, this is Freemason. This is featuring Jay Z. He played. That's what Rick Ross played. Freemason. Two Chains played. Feds watching. I'm biased. Feds watching is amazing. Amazing. Produced by Pharrell. Featuring Pharrell. That wins. That wins. So I have it now. Six to four. Freemason is a good song. Especially because Hov's on it, and you know how I feel about Jay-Z, but Fed's watching wins. The next one, this is where it gets crazy. Rick Ross played The Boss, which is off his second album. Uh, I got a fresh line, featuring T-Pain. I got a fresh line up, fresh outfit, about to have a parking line on Smash. That shit is hard. That's what, that shit is great. Like, that's a great Rick Ross song. 2 Chainz played Good Drink. I would not have played that. You got to, I mean, I just got to, in my opinion, you got to like, kind of like, you got to, if you have a set list, I understand. If you have these songs picked out, you don't want to veer off. But 2 Chainz has so many good songs. 
if he Rick Ross plays the boss, I'm playing. If I'm Two Chains, I might have to push something up. Why didn't Two Chains play Riverdale Road? Oh my God, that Riverdale Road off of Pretty Girls Like Trap Music was the best song in that album, in my opinion. If Rick Ross plays the boss and you're already down, play Riverdale Road. Give the people a tough decision. He didn't play Riverdale Road at all. He didn't play Riverdale Road at all, man. And I don't want to keep stopping to play snippets of these songs. If you don't know these songs and you're interested, I suggest you just listen to them. So the songs that I'm naming, if you don't know them, just, you know, Apple Music, Spotify, YouTube, SoundCloud, however you get your music. Just listen to the songs and maybe hopefully you can see what I'm talking about. I don't have time really to stop and play all the songs. So, damn, I wish 2 Chainz would have played Riverdale Road. Good drink against the boss? Uh, man, it's not It's not good. It was not good uh, shot selection. <laughs> so, that's a point for, for Rick Ross, the boss. I'm sorry. Um, After that, Rick Ross played Fuck With Me, You Know I Got It which was a Jay-Z song featuring Rick, but against Watch Out by 2 Chains, Watch Out wins. Watch Out is a great song. Watch Out is a great song. Now, this is where I had the hardest, this is probably the hardest round I had to choose. The next round after Fuck With Me, You Know I Got It and Watch Out was Devil in a New Dress against 4AM. Devil in a New Dress was off Kanye's album, uh, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Featuring Rick Ross, of course, on Devil in a New Dress. And and uh, 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 4AM was off Riverdale Road. I mean, <laughs> see, I'm still stuck on Riverdale Road. I'm so mad he didn't play that shit. 4AM was off Pretty Girls Like Trap Music featuring Travis Scott. 4AM is a great song. But Devil in a New Dress? <sighs> Looking at my bitch, I bet she give your ass a bone. Looking at my wrist, it'll turn your ass to stone. That wins. That wins. That wins. 4AM is a great song. I had a hard time trying to figure it out. But Rick Ross on Devil in a New Dress is in alien mode. So that's another point for Rick Ross. The next one. This was another easy one for me. Tears of Joy against Big Amount. Tears of Joy was Rick Ross. Big Amount was 2 Chains. Um, Tears of Joy featuring CeeLo is another one of his amazing songs. And that was the part where he brought out the um, the woman to give him a massage. So he the way he was looking, his facial expression, as he was getting the massage and Tears of Joy's play, it was like he was going through it. Like he was struggling. Like, oh, I really need this massage. <laughs> yeah, Tears of Joy wins. It's easy. Now, round 15, this is another di- very difficult round. And I had a very hard time choosing this one. Um... It is skate, stay scheming against all me. Now, stay scheming is amazing. And all me is amazing as well. But I will say, even though stay scheming is probably a better song, I'm going to choose all me. I'm going to choose all me because 2 Chain's verse on all me is better than Rick Ross's verse on Stay Scheming. Everyone remembers the Stay Scheming because of what Drake was spitting on that shit. And it's a great song, though. It's an amazing song. Stay Scheming is an amazing song. But I'm going to choose All Me because I just think that 2 Chainz verse on All Me was better than Rick Ross on Stay Scheming. So that's a point for 2 Chainz. So where are we now? Where are we now? We're at 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6... Seven, eight, nine, against one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So it's nine to eight. It's close. It's pretty close. Nine to eight is close. Uh, after that one, it's pop that against it's a vibe. Pop that. I'm sorry. I, uh, I'm sorry. Pop that. It's it's a it's kind of cheap. After you just played a French feature, you're gonna play French Montana featuring you. It's literally he played "Stay Scheming" was a Rick Ross song featuring Drake and French Montana. 
the little the next song was a French Montana featuring Rick Ross and Drake and Lil Wayne. It's a vibe is a great song with Janae Aiko, Trey Songs and Ty Dolla, but it's not better than Pop That. So that's a point for Pop That. The next one, this this is another good one. I'm on one against No Problem. Now I'm choosing No Problem. That was off Chance's album featuring Two Chains and Lil Wayne. I'm choosing No Problem. I just really I love that song so much. It's such a great song. It's such a uh uh uh. I don't know. It's like a great vibe song. It's not like a smooth song. It's real upbeat. It's real positive. It's real happy. And you got like three rappers just really happy rapping. So it's like it puts you in a good mood. So I'm choosing that one. Um, That is, yeah, I'm choosing No Problem over I'm On One, even though I'm On One is great. The next one is I'm Not A Star, which is the John Flip, which he played early against Birthday Song. So I'm going to choose, even though, fam, fam. I really like I'm Not A Star, but he played John, and I already gave him the point for John. John, if you don't know, was off the Carter Four, which was a flip of I'm Not A Star, which came off Teflon Don, Rick Ross's album. So, damn. That's difficult. Birthday song? You know, I don't really like the birthday tracks, to be honest. To be honest, I I mean the like the birthday songs are cool. Everyone has a birthday. But like I don't really like them. Like songs about birthdays unless it's 50 Cent in the club. I don't really like them. Like Ratchet Happy Birthday, I don't like. 2 Chainz birthday song, I really don't like. Uh whatever other birthday songs is out there. I really don't like. Oh, you know what birthday song is amazing? You guys should just look this up on your own. Is by Chris Calico, K-R-I-Z-Z-K-A-L-I-K-O. Chris Calico called Happy Birthday. Listen to that shit. That's a birthday song if you want to get one. Listen to that shit. Um, you know what? I'm giving it to I'm Not A Star. Even though I gave it to John earlier and it's literally a flip of this, I, I don't really like the birthday song. I don't. That's just my opinion. So I'm going to give it to I'm Not a Star. That's a point for Ross. Um, Mafia, the next round, Mafia Music against Big Bank. Big Bank is a great song. Nicki has an amazing verse on there, in my opinion, but Mafia Music is that shit. <laughs> hey, bro, Mafia Music is that shit, boy. And uh, the last one, Rick Ross tried to pull a fast one on us. I'm not, I'm not letting this slide. I'm not letting this slide. Rick Ross played Rich Off Cocaine, but then afterwards he played an unreleased version of Kanye West's song Famous, which was off the Life of Pablo album featuring Rihanna with his verse on it. And it was an amazing verse. It was an amazing Rick Ross verse. But he tried it because Push, uh, not Push, I'm sorry. 2 Chainz knew, I guess he knew the vibe because he was looking like he played two songs. He's just a fuck it. I'm playing this. He played Mercy. Oh, it's over. Mercy, it's over. It's over. And 2 Chainz had the best verse on Mercy. Mercy was Kanye West featuring 2 Chainz, Big Sean, and Pusha T. 2 Chainz had the best verse on there. So even though Rick Ross tried to pull a fast one on us and play two songs and both of them were good, Mercy is just, nah, that's that shit. Round 21. Remember, they went over the 20, so... Round 21, they have Live Fast and Die Young against Crack. Crack is an amazing song. Live Fast and Die Young wins. Round 22, Made Men featuring Drake against Bees in the Trap. Bees in the Trap wins. I wish he would have played that earlier. Um, round 23, What's Free, which was an unreleased version of What's Free with a longer Ross verse because What's Free was off Meek Mill's album Championships um, featuring Jay-Z and Rick Ross, and Rick Ross had a good verse. But everyone only remembers the whole verse. And so I'm guessing this was a, either a rewritten or an extended version of that one against a new 2 Chain song called Moneymaker. Um, I chose the 2 Chain song Moneymaker because it's a good song. It's like a, a HBCU college inspired song. So it has like the live band sounding on it. Again, you should, you should, you should listen to it. It's a good song. And round 24 is no judgment because 2 Chain. I mean, not 2 I'm sorry. Rick Ross just played two new songs called Pin Me to the Cross and Fuck Em. Fuck Em had 2 Chains on it, so I'm not 
I'm not gonna play. I'm not gonna judge that one. So if I just do it out of 23, the score. Let's start from the beginning. Uh, BMF one, one for Ross. Uh, hustling two for Ross. Against I'm different three John. That's three for Ross. Two chains has one now with spend it against Rich Forever. Uh, duffel bag boy. That's two for two chains against Dice Pineapples. Uh, MC Hammer, that's a win for Ross against I Love Them Strippers. Uh, Aston Martin Music is a win for Ross against Super Freak. Santorini Grease is a win for Ross against Bandsmaker Dance, even though he brought the strippers out. He, he brought the strippers out. Wait, I think I said Bandsmaker Dance earlier because of the strippers. All right, that's fine. That's fine. I'll get rid of that. I'll give that to Chains. That's three for Chains. Um, I'm a boss wins. That's six for Ross against Richard's Fluck. Freemason against Fizz Washington. That's Chains. Uh, the boss against Good Drink. That's Ross. Fuck with me. You know, I got it against Watch Out. That's Chains. Devil in a New Dress against 4AM. That's Ross. Uh, what we got? Uh, Tears of Joy. That's Ross. <laughs> uh, Stay Scheming against All Me. I gave that to Chains. Popped out, I gave that to Ross. Against It's a Vibe, I'm on one. Against No Problem, I gave that to Chains. I'm Not a Star, I gave it to Ross because I really don't like the birthday songs. Unless it's Chris Calico or 50 Cent in the Club. Um, Mafia Music wins against Big Bank. Uh, Mercy wins against um, Rich Off Cocaine and he cheated with that famous shit. Live Fast, Die Young wins against Crack. Uh, Bees in the Trap wins against Made Men. And Moneymaker, I chose uh, against the What's Free um, re remix or Redux. So the final score is 13 to 10 Ross. But it feels like it was so much farther. It just feels like it was just so much farther. The score when you do the final tally is close, 13 to 10. But in reality, it felt, I suppose, further. Rick Ross played all the songs he should have played, in my opinion. He didn't play any of the Maybach musics. He has six versions of Maybach music. Um, he didn't play any of those. He didn't play Turnpike Ike, which is a song I really like. Um, he didn't play Rich Nigga Lifestyle. Um, I'm guessing that's out of respect to Nipsey because he passed away. You don't want to like parade him out there, which I understand. And he didn't play Nine Piece. I love Nine Piece by Rick Ross and Lil Wayne. So he didn't play that. Two Chains left so much on the table, dog. Bigger than you. He left Bounce. He left Ounces back. He left Get Out the Bed. He left Bees. In, he played Bees in the Trap, but he played it too late. Riverdale Road. I'm so mad he didn't play that shit. Uh, Money in the Way, he didn't play Threat to the S Society, he didn't play NCAA, he didn't play Hot Wings, he didn't play uh, OK Bitch, he didn't play Land of the Freaks, he didn't play so much, he didn't play so much, so Ross got it, it seems closer than it really was, but it was a fantastic battle, shout out to Swizz, shout out to uh, uh, Timbaland, shout out to Rick Ross, Shout out to Two Chains. Shout out to Versus, man. Shout out to the DJs. Shout out to the strippers. Shout out to the masseuse. <laughs> Shout out to the Wingstop, to the Bel Air, to the weed that they were smoking. It was an amazing event. Two of my favorite artists. You could tell. You could tell just by the way I'm speaking about their songs that I'm a big fan. Like, I'm a really big fan of both of them because I know their shit. Like, I know their music. So. Um, it was a great battle nonetheless. It was a great battle nonetheless. It was an amazing event. I was so entertained. And what a billion-dollar idea, honestly, by uh, Swiss Beats and Tim. It's a billion-dollar idea. Like It's amazing. It's like It's just amazing. You just watch two artists play amazing music for an hour or an hour and change. And it's just an amazing event. So... I loved it. I'm looking forward to the next one and enjoy my 30 minutes of bullshit rambling. <laughs> I'm not editing nothing. <laughs> I'm not editing shit out of that. Enjoy that. 
uh, 30 minutes of insanity um, because that's just how I feel about those two artists. I really love their music. So I, I hope it just came out as genuine and not scatterbrained. So moving right along, you guys can follow me and hit me up on Instagram and Twitter at Rogers Neighborhood. Instagram is R-O-D-G-E-R-S Neighborhood N-E-I-G-H-B-O-R-H-O-O-D. Twitter is Rogers Neighborhood R-O-D-G-E-R-S Neighborhood N-G-H-B-R-H-D. There are no vowels in Neighborhood on Twitter. I'm saying it and repeating it for the one millionth time because... Ask you guys weekly to send in questions, comments, concerns, feedback, constructive criticism, whatever you have for me. You guys never let me down, man. You never let me down. I'm so thankful that I have people who listen, who enjoy what I say, the bullshit that I have to say, and who engage on the social media platforms. I really appreciate it. Now, for this week, again, for the like similar to the last two weeks, it's only one question because you guys are, I don't know, maybe you're figuring me out. I'm not sure, but like you guys are starting to ask the questions that are like requiring long answers. So instead of answering two or three plus this long ass one, I'm just going to answer this long one because it's long. And I'm looking at the time. I'm like, oh, shit, like I'm running up against it. So I'm just going to answer this one question. But again, I appreciate everyone who sends me a question. Everyone who sends me a question, I appreciate it. It's just sometimes depending on what it is and how much I talk, which is a lot, I can't do them all. So the first one and the only one, it says, what in your opinion makes a good podcaster? And uh, do you think that you're at the point of good? Well, um, to me, what makes a good podcaster is just on the, you know, the technical is good audio, of course. Um, if you have a, a partner, a podcast partner, good conversation, good banter between y'all. I do mine by myself, so it's all on me. Um, so, I'm, you know what? Let me let me do it over. If you're by yourself, a good podcaster, in my opinion, is someone who is entertaining, informative enlightening and open as in he will he or she will share a lot of personal things and not afraid to uh, you know fully express themselves about certain things or about their lives and is can incorporate other things to distract you that it's only one person talking so what i try to do is i incorporate a lot of clips i try to uh you know play good music i try to be very informative about shit that's important I try to be entertaining, as entertaining as I possibly can, humorous, etc. You know, just to provide you a good audio experience. Now, if you have a partner, of course, it's easier. But sometimes what happens is one partner or one member of the crew is a little more advanced, maybe. And it he, he or she outshines the rest of the team. So you have to make sure if you're doing a podcast in a group setting that each member of the team contributes in a in a in a uh in a good way where you don't have one person talking for 45 minutes and the rest of the other members of the crew just chilling and saying a few words here and there um that's just on the technical side so good audio quality if you're a member of a podcast team every member of the team contributes you're entertaining you're informative you're enlightening you're you're willing to be open and honest with your audience etc um do I think that I'm a good podcaster yet? Uh, I don't think so. Honestly, I don't think so. 27 weeks. I've learned a lot. This podcast sounds completely different. This go around, this 27th episode compared to episode one, episode two, even as episode 10, episode 14, random ones like that. They, they, The goal is to improve every week. So I hope that I am. I believe that I am. But I don't think I'm at the point yet of good. Uh, there's, I'm, I'm really my toughest critic and I listen back to the shits and I just, all I do is nitpick myself, which is not good per se, but all I do is, damn, why didn't you, why did you say that? Or fuck, you mispronounced that word or, you know, why did you stutter over this? It, it took away the punch or, you know, I'm just, you know, just pick myself apart, but I'm working at it. I'm working to become better. That's all I could do. 
I'm never satisfied with what I believe to be a good episode. I always want the next episode to be better than that one. And then the next episode to be better than that one. And then the next episode to be better than that one. So um, I'm, at, I'm not at the point of good yet. I'm not. I don't think I don't think that I am. If you guys feel that way, I appreciate it and thank you. But um, I don't think that I am. I think there's a whole bunch of more shit that I can do better. Um, you know, I, but I feel like I do. I do try my best to inform. I do try my best to be enlightening and express my opinions in a coherent way. Sometimes it gets scatterbrained because I'm sometimes I'm just scatterbrained. But um, yeah, I, I just I just look at it like the challenge, man. If this is what I want to be my life, this podcast lane, then I have to be willing to accept the challenge every week. And I have to be willing to have some really bad episodes. And my bad episodes should always just motivate me more to make better ones and better ones and better ones. And even if I have a quote unquote good one, I want to do better and I want to do better and I want to do better and I want to do better. Like, I just want to do better and I want to be the best. Like, <laughs> like Pokemon, I want to be the best. I want to be the very best that no one ever was. So, you know, it's just all a part of the process. It's all a part of the journey. I can definitely say within this 27 week process that I'm much better than I was week one. Um, so that's that's a blessing. Um, but there's still a long way for little old Denzel to go, man. There's still a long way for me to go. So I'm not at the point of good, but I'm getting there. I'm getting there. And I'm going to get there one day, too. I'm going to get there one day. There's going to be one episode that I finish cutting and editing. I'm going to be like, yo. You good now. Like, you good at this now. So, um, I'm working on it, though. I, I ain't there yet, but I'm getting there. I'm getting there. So, thank you again for the question, the one question. But I really, truly appreciate people listening, people giving feedback, people giving constructive criticism, people giving honest uh, critiques, um, and people enjoying what they hear, man. That's just that what makes me the most happy. When someone hits me and says, yo, man, I listened to your shit, and I really liked what I heard. That really makes me happy. So, I'm just going to keep working, keep grinding and keep trying new shit and, you know, trust the process. That's all I could do is trust the process. And hopefully I get to the point where I feel in my heart that, yo, you're good. So, you know, that's that's my answer. That's my very long answer. So thank you again for the question. Next on the docket, it's about to be it's some turn. It's some turn up shit. Yeah, it's about to be some turn up shit. I can't spend that long on it. Um, but I really, truly love this. I want to talk about WAP, which was a uh, Cardi B Bronx legend and Megan Thee Stallion, an amazing song, <laughs> an amazing video. <laughs> oh, shit. BET Uncut ain't got shit on these shit, on this shit now, man. 2 Chains bringing out the strippers and the WAP video, BET Uncut. Hey, bro, either you need to make a comeback or you need to just pack it in forever and we'll just live in our memories. I still remember Tip Drill. Um, Damn, what a video. What a video. Now, I want to be honest. When I first seen that WAP, the name of the song was WAP, I was thinking it was about sports. That's how stupid I am. <laughs> Megan Thee Stallion and Cardi B want to rap about sports. Two of the finest chicks ever want to rap about sports. I'm so stupid. But I'm thinking that because when I used to play basketball, when you shoot, when you was about to shoot and it looked like the, you know, the ball was going to go through the net, you would say whap. Like you would say that. So you were shooting, you'd be like whap. And you know, the and you will watch the ball go through. That's what I thought it was. That's what I used the term whap. And if you think I'm bugging, I'm going to play you something real quick. This is one of the greatest living Americans, uh, pre former president Barack Obama playing basketball and listen to what he says when he shoots the basketball. Oh, yeah, T. All right, one letter. Here we go. We both got T. Yeah, we got both got T. U. This could be it. This is money time right here. Money time. Wap. See, he said it. Wap. They, they warned <laughs> like, me about I, you talking a little bit. Yeah. What see? you got going? Let's see what you got. See, Obama know the vibes. Obama know the vibes. You shoot. That's just how I remember it. That's just how I remember it. Um, you shoot. And then you think the ball is going to go in, whap, and that's what you say. But, of course, why would Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion be rapping about basketball? So stupid. Anyway, whap, as I found out by listening to the song, stands for wet-ass pussy. 
that is their lane. <laughs> that is their lane. And it was a tremendous video. It was, it was really like, they're amazing. They're just amazing performers. In my opinion, Cardi B is a Bronx legend. She can't do any wrong in my eyes. Megan Thee Stallion is amazingly talented, super, super talented in my opinion. And they on, they talking that shit, yo. They talking that shit. So it's a great song. It's a great, greater video. All I have to do is say one thing. In the video, Cardi and um, Meg are rapping and dancing very provocatively in different places in the video. Like on one scene, um, they're both doing a split on the chair as they're rapping. And another one, Cardi B is with a leopard, like cuddling with a leopard and shit in a very revealing outfit. And Meg is fucking twerking and shit. Like it's, uh, it's amazing. You need to see it in the video if you haven't seen it. But at one point of the video, they like drop the beat out. It goes silent. And there's a figure walking in like a leopard gown down a hallway. And I'm like, okay, well, who's this? Maybe I thought it was a surprise guest, like another rapper. The pan, the camera pans over and it's bum ass Kylie Jenner. Like, yo, listen, this is the only critique I have. We, beautiful black queens like Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion. You do not need to put Kylie Jenner's sandpaper ass in this video. You don't. You don't need them. I don't understand what happened, but people think that you have to have some kind of Kardashian in your shit to make it valid. You don't. Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion are super, super talented. They are way more talented than Kylie Jenner could ever be. Kylie Jenner is just born rich and got surgery. Like, I don't have no... I'm not going to shit on her, of course, but I just don't think that she's talented and I don't think that she is worth being in this video with these two beautiful black queens so that's my opinion i don't of all the people to put in the fucking video cardi b uh, cardi b and megan the stallion choose kylie jenner are you shitting me are you shitting me of all the people to choose i mean obviously beyonce probably wasn't available rihanna probably wasn't available but shit Get you one of these beautiful black queens from Instagram to walk up and down. Make her career pop. The fuck you got Kylie Jenner in there for? She's literally not talented. She's not talented at all. Like she she's not, she doesn't do anything. She just wears makeup. In my opinion, in my opinion, in my opinion, in my opinion. I'm not trying to women bash. I'm not trying to be a chauvinist. I'm not trying to be a misogynist. I'm just, I just don't think that you need to put her in the video. She literally added nothing to the video because she's not a person of talent, in my opinion. That's all. That's all I have to say. Other than that, fantastic video. Normani was in the video dancing, looking right. They did literally 99.9% justice in this video. It's an amazing song and an amazing video by two very talented, beautiful black queens. Kylie Jenner hard pass i could have lived without it you could have fucking got you couldn't get scissor my baby you couldn't get scissor to walk down the hallway you couldn't get nikki you well she's pregnant now so i guess maybe not but even though that she's still beautiful she's still beautiful and way more talented than kylie jenner you couldn't get like shit mary j blige or something i don't know i don't know i don't know erica badu like there's so many amazingly talented black women that you could have gotten that's just my only critique it's an amazing song i love both of them meg and cardi but kylie could go kick a rock and fly a kite somewhere honestly kylie don't even have no wet ass pussy that shit dry <laughs> all right i'm bugging now all right and grace <laughs> Kylie Jenner should be in DAP, not WAP. Fuck out of here. Dry ass pussy. Anyway, off of that, amazing song. Shout out to Cardi. Shout out to Meg. Shout out to Normani. Shout out to everyone else involved in that video and that song. Last on the docket, I just want to send some prayers, some love, and some condolences to the people um, in Beirut, Lebanon. Um, last week, there was a, a very deadly explosion. Um, that has been stored at in the Lebanese capital. Um, there are more than 70 people dead. 
And the cause of the explosion was a huge cache of ammonium nitrate, which is an explosive compound. Um, some health facilities were badly damaged at the point where they were most needed um, due to the explosion. Um, there are the Lebanon's health ministry said that there are at least 70 people, 78 people have died and over 4,000 have suffered injuries. Um, the secretary general of the, I hope I'm pronouncing this right. Please forgive me. Um, the, the Kata, the Katib political party, Nazir Nigerian was killed in the blast among those injured was Kamal Hayek, the chairman of the state owned electric company who was in critical condition. Um, videos of the aftermath posted online showing wounded people bleeding amid the dust and rubble and damage where flying debris had punched holes in walls and furniture. Um, basically, it's been is a horrible, a horrible, um, a horrible occurrence. Um, very devastating. Um, it's is really it's. It's 2020, man, in a nutshell. Just like when you think shit can't get worse in any in any other way, like, you know, shit keeps getting worse. So in the beginning of the year, you had Kobe passing and then you're like, what the fuck next? And then the outbreak of the COVID virus and you're like, what the fuck next? And then the police are on camera murdering mercilessly black people and protesters what the fuck next the police come out and start kidnapping protesters off the streets like in portland oregon and there was one instance in new york and then you're like what the fuck next and then you watch joe biden talk can't fucking talk and he's trying to beat trump and you're like what the fuck next and then you're like kanye comes out and he's trying to run for president and all he's going to do is steal away votes and you're like what the fuck next and then, <laughs> and it's just this endless cycle and the brianna taylor's murderers are still free and you're like what the fuck next and it's just it's so much shit going on man out here i just want and encourage everyone to stay safe as safe as they can protect your family loved ones and friends and um, major, major love and prayers go over to the people of Lebanon, the people of Beirut. And um, man, it's it. I know me personally, Denzel, I know that we will overcome. I know that. I know that as a people, as a society, as a race, black people, we will overcome or minorities, we will overcome. It's just really like when you when you really sit down and think about all the shit that has happened in eight months, literally in eight months, unemployment is sky high. People can't get health care. COVID deaths. There, there's not enough places to have the bodies in the hospitals and at the peak. People we love and respect are passing away left and right. Innocent civilians are being killed, being brutalized. It's like, damn, like, when will we catch a break? <laughs> when? But again, I believe it's always darkest before the dawn. And the survivors of 2020 are going to are going to come out with more. I would imagine more. Uh Better or no, not more. Better survival skills just in terms of how to navigate the, the, the climate and a stronger will. And um, in my case, just speaking for me, I come out of once 2020 is over, I'll come out of here with more appreciation for life and for the things that really matter in life. I think COVID and all these other things are showing you like the shit that really matters is not what America really values. You know what I'm saying? Everyone says, oh, bust your ass, get a fucking corporate job, you know, because you'll climb up the corporate ladder and make money and all that shit. And then you realize a fucking virus will just wipe all that shit out, <laughs> you know, and a place will lay you off. You know, if you're not doing what you love, if you're not fucking, you know, just grinding to be the best version of yourself or putting yourself in the best position to succeed doing what you love, you have to obviously... Everyone's situation is different, but you have to, like, take that into account. COVID showed me that. That, nigga, you better... this. You only live this life once. Only once in the physical form. And you can't sit around and not do what makes you happy. 
and enjoy life, you know, to the fullest because it could be gone in the blink of an eye. Honestly, honestly, it makes me appreciate my family more. It makes me appreciate my close friends more. Just all the turmoil and shit going on in 2020. And I just think me personally, I'm going to be a better version of Denzel because of all the shit that has happened so far in this eight months of 2020. So I want to, you know, kind of like, again, extend deepest condolences and prayers and love over to Beirut, Lebanon and all the Lebanese people. And all the people who know Lebanese people and all the people who, you know, are associated with Lebanon in any way. Because it's a real, that was a real tragedy. And, um, but we will overcome. I swear it. I believe it. I really believe it in my heart. Like, all the fucking trials and the tribulations of life, it just make you stronger. Seriously, they just make you fucking stronger. If it wasn't for COVID... Literally, if it was not for COVID, I don't know if I would be able to be talking to y'all on the Internet. You know what I'm saying? Like I worked a nine to five and then COVID happened. And then my employer with Shall Remain Nameless basically was saying, hey, we're not going to give you any coverage if you catch this shit. And I'm like, you know, whatever. I'm not even going to go into it. If you want to hear that story, that's episode 15. Um, And it's just like it just made me open my eyes like, fam. You love potting, you love talking, you love expressing yourself. You only live this fucking life once. Do what you love before it's time for you to go talk to the big man upstairs. That's it. That's it. Just, that's it. And appreciate the life you have. Appreciate your family and your close friends. And just go and do what you love. That's what COVID taught me. That's what this 2020 bullshit taught me. So I'm very happy to be where I am right now. I'm happy that you guys want to give me a listen and um, we shall overcome. I really believe that. So that's that on that. And that, guys, will wrap it up. Episode number 27 of the Bronx Bias podcast is in the books. I'm your host once again. My name is Denzel. Thank you to everyone who listens. Thank you to everyone who is active and engaging on social media. Um, Thank you to all the love. Thank you to all you guys who show me constant love and support. Thank you to the essential workers. Thank you to everyone out there who's using their voices to affect change in a positive way. Rest in peace to all the victims of police brutality and systemic racism. And uh, prayers, love, and condolences go out to the people of Lebanon. I'm going to fade you guys out with a great song in my R&B lane still. I love, I actually really like playing the R&B joints. I don't know. I told you guys when I first started doing it, it was ballpark to episode 30. I'm going to just do it. I started on episode 23 and I was ballparking out. I'll just do it till episode 30, but I really like it. I think I might actually extend it. I don't know. I'm not sure. So I'm going to fade you guys out with a great song. It's called So Into You by Tamia. And this is not the fabric version. This is the original version. It's called So Into You by Tamia. And this has been the Bronx Bias Podcast, episode number 27. We are out.